0: welcome back everybody it's another episode of touched by a horse i'm your co-host chris angel and i'm here with your host today lauren Mon. Lauren, how are you
1: i'm fantastic chris thank you how are you
0: i'm good i'm good we were just on the middle of a soapbox before i hit record and i want to revisit that because it's so powerful we're talking about how to transform conflict into conversation in the workplace um but i kind of which is great but I want to get this, the soapbox that you were just on. Like, what is it that you see uh, as a breakdown in the workplace?
1: You know, huge, huge breakdown in the workplace for me. I mean, I, I have a background in human resources, employee mm. development, employee learning, and and then also in marketing. So I see, you know, I've kind of seen it from the perspective of an HR business partner and the perspective of somebody out in, in the workplace mm. is just the the fact that so many people don't feel safe at work you don't mm-hmm. that people don't feel safe to be themselves people don't feel safe to disagree mm-hmm. people don't feel safe to float ideas mm-hmm. and i i really think that that's hurting it's hurting people mm-hmm. human beings but i also think it's hurting innovation and it's hurting progress for yeah. the business itself
0: yeah you said just before yeah i love that so good because you were saying people um you're talking about um inclusion versus let's say that part again
1: Oh, inclusion versus diversity. Yeah, I mean, it's been a little too focused on diversity for too long, and really, that's diversity is an outcome of an inclusive workplace. If we start to look at the value that different work styles, different, different people, different, everything that somebody brings to the workforce from, from yeah. how they think and their brain operates to mm-hmm. what gender they are, what their background is, what race they are, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. If we can yeah. start to incorporate that holistic right. value that people bring, then right. you're going to start to see if mm-hmm. it becomes safe for people to be who they are in yep. the workforce, yep. then you'll start to see a greater diversity naturally happen.
0: Yeah, yes, and I bet this is where you go when you're giving speeches, right? Which is when, when a workplace is more inclusive and people are feeling safe to show up, what happens to productivity? What happens to the you know, performance?
1: Yeah, what happens to team cohesion, team effectiveness, you know, Google did some phenomenal research a couple of years ago, where they looked at, you know, the five attributes of an effective team, they were trying mm-hmm. to engineer a typical way of engineering, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. engineer a perfect team. Yeah. And so they researched, I think it was something like 180 teams over a couple hundred projects, it was a pretty wow. study. And uh, they found that the the number one element of of an effective team is this this thing called psychological safety, which is not a new concept, Wow! but it really kind of came to light with this research is that, you know, if people feel, yeah, it's great to have competent teammates. It's great to know that, that, you know, everyone in the team is going to do their job, Mm -hmm. but to know in your heart that you're not going to get thrown under the bus, right? That you can disagree, and you can you can say that an idea doesn't make sense, or that you think it's silly, and then have a conversation and a debate and a discussion around it. That what that does is it increases cohesion, it increases just overall effectiveness, productivity, but innovation as well, Mm -hmm. right? Because nothing, I mean, innovation doesn't happen without friction. You cannot spark a fire, right? Yeah, Um, if it's not okay to have a spark. So it's really good. um, you know, and to a lot of people, it, it doesn't feel safe to be able to say that. I mean, I've been in teams myself where okay. it was absolutely not okay to have an opinion other than what the higher-ups had or, right. you know, that the most influential person on the team kind of dictated everything. And you find mm-hmm. people shut down. Their creativity wanes, their will and their engagement wanes, Yeah. you know, and it's just – it that breaks my heart, you know, because I see right. – I see the personal cost that people are paying for that as well as the, the bottom line impact to the business, you know, and then people are going home with, with essentially wounded, right. And and then bleeding all over their family in their community. And so it kind of has this flow on effect. And yeah, absolutely. so I feel that if, if I can help, you know, if I can help leaders build teams that are more psychologically safe and mm-hmm. know how to handle conflict and, and really reframe it, right? Conflict yeah. is a bad thing inherently, but we've been taught mm-hmm. to think it is. Right, right. So we can take that. And then, you know, if I can help people, individuals mm-hmm. to develop the skills and to, and to reframe the conflict themselves, you know, because mm-hmm. quite often that when you start with that reframe, right? And you think of something, well, okay, this isn't a bad situation. This isn't combat, right? Right, right? This is a conversation. Then it goes somewhere completely different, just organically, yeah, right?
0: Totally. But then
1: on top of that, if you can add some skills that you've practiced with and that you, that you can apply mm-hmm. to really lean into that conversation, that connection, Yeah. all sorts of amazing things happen.
0: I love it. Well, that's yeah. a perfect transition into the kind of work you do, right? Because you've set up that you've set the problem up beautifully, and I think that the implication of once you get past the problem, the the results, the rewards are amazing. But yeah. the, the question becomes the bridge: How do we get from the conflict to the reward? And that's sort of the work that you do is with corporations and individuals. So walk me through some of the work that you do.
1: So I work with my horses as an equine Gestalt coach, and yeah. um, you know a lot of what we do, I. I the horses are amazing at working with team dynamics. They're amazing at working with people's internal conflict, right? Because they're very attracted to somebody in a state of congruence or alignment, right? And so when we're dealing with conflict internal to ourselves or you know, conflict with other people in our world, oftentimes, energetically, we're not in that congruent state, right? right. And that impacts our ability to, to show personal leadership. It impacts our ability to lead others and influence others. Mm. Um, and also in a group situation, uh, what tends to happen is, you know, we, we don't know. Why do we think it's like, creepy when we listen to ourselves on a recording, right? We, we're <laughs> not aware of how we're showing up in the world most mm. of the time. Yeah, yeah. And the horses are saying, hey, look at that. That's mm. really interesting. You're not very attractive to me right now. I don't feel safe with you right Mm. so a horse's Mm. number one value is safety right that's that's their whole point in life they're a prey animal Mm. they want to feel safe Mm. and Mm. they engineer their herd dynamics to feel safe and to be safe Mm. and so when they're around a group of people they are a phenomenal barometer to say this is not a safe environment Mm. right or even you're not feeling safe let me help you right mm. i had uh i had somebody at a, a team workshop just last month who said to me i'm a little afraid i'm afraid to go in with the horse right mm. i've not mm. been around horses and i'm afraid to go in with them so i put them in with my mare gift who's the sweetest paint but she's been through a lot right so mm. she knows what it feels like to be afraid mm. and The first thing the whole team said, almost in unison, when I stood him in the middle of the round pen was, she's protecting you. Because she immediately came over to him, checked in with him, and then stood between him and the rest of the team. And so, you know, we could have a conversation then about how does it feel to be protected? How does it feel to be safe? Mm -hmm. How does it feel to have taken the risk to move into that situation that you were afraid of, and then to be reassured that actually this is fine. Yeah. You know, so we can have conversations, the horses set us up beautifully for conversations like that. I, but they also like- do a great job. I'm just gonna keep going because there's a couple of things yeah, here that are really important. Um, as far as safety goes, how we, how we engage with other people's boundaries mm. and how they engage with ours is really important. And I've got two horses that couldn't be more different. (laughs) I've got my introverted, sweet little mare gift, and I've got my big, dramatic, extroverted, gelding fella. And they are amazing boundary teachers because fella will teach you to set a boundary in a way that is authoritative and grounded and real. And he will teach you to say, Back up, Hmm. and it's a really powerful thing for somebody when they can tell a 1200 pound, enormous, big quarter horse Hmm. to back up with a single finger, right? Hmm. And they just put it on him and say, Back up. Hmm. And when you feel it, when you have that authority, when you feel safe enough to say that, when you feel Hmm. clear enough about your boundary that I don't want you in this space, he goes, Okay, Hmm. and he backs right up. Hmm. On the other hand, gift is beautiful about saying to people please don't come into my space without an invitation mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of people when they first meet a horse the first thing they want to do is t- oh touch their face mm-hmm. and she's like excuse me back mm-hmm. away a little bit and mm-hmm. wait for me to invite you yeah. and it's amazing how something that simple can bring up really big stuff for people mm-hmm. big big stuff yeah. you know people often we're just not aware of how often we step over somebody else's boundary. Right. And she makes it very clear when you do. And so yeah. that facilitates so many amazing conversations with people.
0: I can imagine. I think yeah. it's so powerful. I think a lot of people um, don't have the environment in their lives, whether it's at work or at home, to be fully seen and to yeah. – to, right that we, we just carry so much inside and protect ourselves just out of survival – That what a gift to be able to have the what that feels like to set a boundary, right? Uh, For example, Um, and then to then be able to translate that into a work environment, for example,
1: right, right. Because there's a lot of stuff. You know, we do a lot of workplace training and we do workshops and we do team building activities and all the rest of it. But a lot of that happens up here, right? Right. Right. And until we can bring it into our body mm. and say, wow, okay, I know what that feels like now. Right. I know what yeah. it feels like to mm. be able to step into that, that place of, of authority, of, of knowing, of alignment. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it once we get that experiential and that somatic connection, mm. it's a much bigger impact than just learning about a concept in right. a, in a conference room. Right. And by the way, I mean, conference room versus forest, which is where I work mm-hmm. you know you 're immediately in a much more conducive state mm-hmm. to being relaxed right. to to having your whole body engaged right your whole person right than you are when you 're sitting behind a table in one of those conference chairs with the fluorescent lights
0: right yeah, I think when I think about um, Sort of, you know, this whole popular word right now of disruption, disrupting. We all want to be disruptors, you know. Um, I think sometimes if you really want to be that type of a company and have those type of results, you've got to get out ahead of the curve of where everybody's at. And part of that is how you get your team or how you get your people to embody um, what those things feel like. Like, I I can just see a lot of people in business should be reaching out to you to have these types of experiences because they're going to get there faster than some book we read, a book club or whatever, right? Because it's somatic to your point.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it's experiential. You know, when I have a team out doing a conflict workshop and I say to them, okay, you're working with an animal who doesn't speak English. So I'm going to ask you to work with this animal without any coercion, without any bribery, Mm-hmm. to come into, let's say, for example, let's all join together in on, on a particular point in the mm-hmm. ground, right? Mm-hmm. So I want you all to join together there with the horse, mm-hmm. but you're not allowed to bribe or coerce or or even speak to the horse because they don't speak English, right? Mm-hmm. right? So do that. And it's it, it's invariably the first time they do it, the horse is like, what
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah great. people
1: are getting frustrated and and yeah. somebody wants to tell somebody how to do it and somebody gets annoyed because they're being told how to do it or mm-hmm. somebody goes off on their own because they've got a better idea so yeah. Yeah. you know and it's such a beautiful example right because mm-hmm. then I say to them how often like how does this feel that is this familiar and they mm-hmm. go this is how we work <laughs> this is wow. this is a reenactment of our working day right yep so then we can have that conversation. We can, we can talk about it and then we can put it into practice mm. and say, okay, let's all get on the same page. Let's all define our vision. Let's make sure that we have agreements around what are, what are, who's doing what and where and yeah. how, you know, wow. and then let's include this other being and, and let's be synergistic mm-hmm. and, and, right. Bam! It's incredible. The horse is like trot, trot, trot. Here I am. Let's get on the. Let's get on the top. In this instance, right? Wow. And people go, "What? How did that happen?" It's like because mm. you all talked first. You listened. Mm. You drop these drama roles that you get into, mm. right? Because that's one of the big things that we do. Is we, you know, hey, somebody's going to play the victim. Somebody's going to persecute. And somebody's going to try and rescue. Mm. Invariably, so right. when we raise the awareness of that, then people can make different choices and the horse goes this is true this is mm. so much truer mm. and so much more real and safe so i'm going to come along with you
0: mm. i love that Bam. what what it's not even a metaphor it just is how it is but it's i love the, tra- the transference from like what happens with the horses to like how it is in the workplace you know and, and and how it is in our relationships i mean that's the beauty of this is you get to see in a moment what your life like how it is
1: exactly yeah. exactly I co-facilitated a, a workshop with uh, one of my other colleagues, Bethany mm-hmm. Pizik, She's mm-hmm. she serves dentists, right? And so mm-hmm. we were working with a, a team of dentists or a, a dental practice, a mm-hmm. dentist and her practice. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, at first the dentist was saying how heavy it is. You know, leaders leadership is is lonely a lot of the time, especially mm-hmm. in a corporation mm-hmm. where you're not the exec and you're not the you know not the individual contributor. You're in that gray space. Mm. So you're getting it from below and you're getting it from above. Right. And it can be lonely. Um, And in this case, this, this dentist, she owned her practice, but she was saying, you know, I feel like I have the weight of everybody's Mm. well-being and everybody's livelihood on my shoulders. And um, when we put her through a couple of exercises, it was, it was so beautifully apparent that she hadn't, she couldn't see it because she lives it. But we said to her, here, let's, let's play with the horse. Let's ask the horse to be a metaphor for your business, right? Mm-hmm. And here it is, wandering around the arena, completely free, completely at liberty. And we would like you to guide your business, the horse, mm-hmm. from one point of the arena to another point of the arena. Again, no coercion, no bribery, right? Mm-hmm. And everything in this arena is a resource for you. Her team is sitting right there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everything in this arena is a, is a resource for you. And she goes off and tries to do it by herself, right? Mm -hmm. Tries to move the horse around by herself. And it was so interesting because when we brought her back to debrief, we said, what's, what's familiar about this? What is, you know, what's happening here? And the Mm -hmm. whole team said, this is what happens. (laughs) You go off and you try and do things by yourself. Mm -hmm. And we have, we have capabilities. We want the practice to succeed. We want to be involved. Mm. You don't have to carry everything by yourself. Mm. But it wasn't wow. until we put her in that metaphorical play space with the right. horse yeah. that wow. she saw it and yeah. was like, oh my God, yeah. now we can do something different.
0: Yeah. You know? That's so, so it, powerful.
1: It, it is powerful
0: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's so great. Well, I, I know that people listening to this would be like, oh, they get, I mean, I get it just in the short time we've had, I get it. And so I imagine people listening to this are like, I get it. I want to talk to Lauren. How do people connect with you, Lauren, if they want to reach out and learn more about what you do?
1: I think right now the, the easiest thing to do is go to my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Shamwari coach and uh, message me or post on the page. Messaging is probably easier.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I'll, I'll get back to you. I'd love to, to have a conversation with you and see how we can support you and your team.
0: Yeah, that's so yeah. good. Shamwari is S-H-A-M-W-A-R-I. If you're not that's watching the video, you can see it over your shoulder there if you're watching this, but if you're not watching this and you're hearing it, um, that's Shamwari is S H A M W A R E. What by quick, quickly, What Shamwari means, what, what language is that? Where's it from?
1: Shamwari is actually a Shana word from the, the Mashana tribe in Zimbabwe where I come from. And it means friend
0: friend i love it shamwari so yeah. facebook.com forward slash shamwari coach you can connect That's with right. lauren there lauren is such a great episode i love this conversation about business i really do i just think that businesses are in a unique position to create transformation in the world because yeah. of the the day and age that we live in and i love that you get to help uh, create that transformation with the work that you do so thanks, thanks for your time great great interview and uh take care
1: i appreciate it
0: bye